In the NFL, if you can't rush them, you better cover them. We're talking about cornerbacks today, how they get there, what to look for, and who stands out that maybe is going to be the top pick but can differentiate themselves in this process leading up to the draft. Welcome to Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NFL Draft is sponsored by On Location. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or research Super Bowl on location. Now that that's out the way, how you guys doing? I am Eric Crocker. It's my guy, Ryan Tracy. This is the Locked On NFL Draft Show. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We're getting into my specialty today, cornerbacks, and uh, talking about, you know, just three more guys that I felt like, you know, deserve some sort of uh, attention a little bit. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into that. Ryan, how you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in. I'm looking forward to today because I'm going to learn things today because I never played the position. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even dream of thinking about the position, to tell you the truth, from uh, my athletic profile. It's, it's more of like a fullback type thing. So it's okay. Uh, but there's a lot that goes into it. And, and more and more, we've seen the last couple of years, the NFL is shifting towards this. Let's try to play like multiple high safeties. You know, the, the three that was always played in Seattle is now given way to like the two high looks. There's a lot of questions being asked about do you place the the emphasis on the safeties do you need lockdown corners anymore is that the goal of a lot of defenses this this time when you have so many guys back in zones especially deep I think it changes the way that you have to play and it, it definitely affects how you go about it in terms of deploying your best talent so for you with your experience playing the position I think it comes down to one of the hardest things in the evaluation for me is in the modern NFL, as I'm watching the shift, am I looking for guys that are more comfortable in space by themselves and can drop not only to a spot but play match patterns? Or am I looking for a guy that needs to be in contact and be right up in somebody's face at the stem at the very least in order to corral whatever route that's going to be? You know, great question. I don't think there's one way to win, even you know, whether it's you know the design of your defense, cornerbacks, or you know, whatever in the NFL. We see Different teams do it different ways. If you look at the New England Patriots, you know, they they will do some off-coverage stuff, some too high stuff, man, but they definitely value more cornerbacks with different skill sets. They actually like to have more of everything. There are a lot of teams, they'll go with the scheme, and their corners will be kind of similar in build and their strengths. The Patriots, they take – their cornerbacks and it's almost like a basketball team almost like a, you have a point guard you have a shooting guard you got a small forward power forward and center they have these guys that do different things and are able to match up against different type of receivers and they go about it that way as well as still being able to play some of the off coverage stuff but they definitely like to tighten down so i like the way that they go about it and when i look at this first guy out of auburn roger mccrary six foot 190 pound cornerback you know, this is a guy who has already, you know, been accepted to the senior bowl. So, you know, mm -hmm. hopefully he plays in that. And I can't wait to see him there. But 
I was blown away by his film. I'm not going to lie. When I look at corners, the first thing that I value, even more so than the ability to play off, is the ability to play man. Like, what what are your man skills, right? Because at the end of the day, there's going to be a time in the game or short yardage situations where I say, hey, I need you to just go guard that guy. And if I can have a guy where I can tell him throughout the game, go guard that guy and take him away or make life hard on him. I want, that's the guy I, I covet first. And then I could teach off coverage and zone eyes and things like that. So when I look at Roger McCreary and what he's being asked to do at Auburn university, they are challenging him, challenging him in all aspects. And we'll get to some of these other guys and how they're asked to play defense. But out of the three guys I watched today, I thought Roger McCreary had the most responsibility on him. I watched the Alabama game. And I know everybody's going to remember him for giving up the game-winning touchdown to John Mitchell. But throughout yeah. that game, he might have been targeted 12 times. I, I mean, it was a ton. Every, in every area of the field, every area, short, intermediate, slant, dig, comeback, go route, slot fade, post, he got, he got targeted everywhere. And I thought he held his ground, especially with the caliber of receivers that he was asked to guard in John Mitchie and Jameson Williams before he was kicked out of the game. So Mm -hmm. the one thing that really stuck out right away, he guarded a crossing route. Boom, incomplete. Another crossing route. Boom, pass breakup. I said, okay, like those are some of the toughest things when guys are running these mesh concepts. The receiver only needs a step or so, and he can kind of run away from the cornerback. He guarded that extremely well. I continued to watch. I noticed he lined up everywhere, whether it's on the outside or a slot. So when I look at a cornerback, and I'm, again, I covered those cornerback skills, and I want a guy who's going to be able to guard any type of receiver anywhere on the field, he started to check off all those boxes, being able to guard slot receivers in the slot, running slot fades. Slot fades are hard to defend because there's so much space between the receiver, the sideline, the hashes, and the next uh, help. So, they ran multiple slot fades on him, incomplete every time down the field. I feel like they tried him about three or four times on slot fades. He covered those extremely well. Later in the game, they got a little bit of stuff on him, some comebacks. You could tell he might have been fatigued. I noted here that he got his he got his steps and miles in. If he was wearing an Apple Watch, <laughs> his steps would be through the roof because of how much he was having to you know channel him challenge himself, challenge the receivers on a consistent basis, and what Auburn was asking him to do. You don't see that a whole lot in college football. You don't see guys and coaches ask these guys to do these different things, but they definitely asked it of him, and I thought he rose to the challenge. So I'm not sure how good of an off-coverage cornerback he is, but I know what I covered first, which is the man coverage skills, the pure man ability to run with guys and run with guys vertically as well as challenge yourself on underneath and not get out of there too quick. He checked all the boxes. I really liked his film. Yeah, for me, like statistically, when you check him out, the thing that stands out to me is a sub 50% completion percent allowed, especially in man. And I like that when you differentiate, he was actually in zone more in terms of total overall snaps, right? A bit over 225 and had a a quote unquote better grade according to PFF. But for me, it's, it's about that hybrid and are you close or do you have something that's a glaring weakness versus something else? And he's one of the guys that's right down the middle where it's about a 40 to 50% split, 48 zone, 40% man. I like the fact that he's in the slot as well. I'm going to be looking for some, hopefully some pass rush uh, snaps out of his slot formations. That's one of the things I'm going yeah. to dig through when I get to his film. But I like where he comes from, and I think he certainly highlight exactly what he's capable of all the way across the field. 
I think the next day is going to be a little bit more interesting and maybe a little bit different in terms of what you can project him doing. We'll get to him coming up next. First, we want to talk to you guys about on location. You know, Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away. Not sure what teams are going to be there. Maybe the 49ers. I cover them for Locked On 49ers. Ryan covers the Chiefs for Locked On Kansas City Chiefs. Those teams, those two teams have met in the Super Bowl. This time, Super Bowl will be at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, and it's the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. All right, select your exact seats that you want. Choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolf Gang Puck. All right, visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. All right, that's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. I also want to talk to you guys a little bit about Stat Hero. All right, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy football, you know, sports, they have a long-term proposition because you never know who or what you're going up against. Well, Stat Hero is the first of its kind. It's a daily fantasy platform where it's you versus the house in the head-to-head fantasy matchup, winner take all. And here's the crazy part, guys. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and they handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. I mean, this this has never been seen. It's very innovative of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid. It has stat hero players clocking odds that are four times better. All right. Why? Why, why is stat hero doing this? It's because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat hero, it puts you in, in, in control of your fate. All right. With stat hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you are going to play for. And stat hero has no choice but to take it because they are daring you to beat them. All right, Stat Hero is head-to-head, and it's, I mean, it's daily fantasy. This is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. So right now, what we're going to ask you guys to do is sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for 100% match on whatever it is that you deposit. All right, let's get to the next guy, man. We got Trent McDuffie, cornerback out of Washington. And this one was tougher. And guys like this, it's a little tougher on me. All right. Again, I I jump out looking for those pure man coverage skills. Mm -hmm. For McDuffie, those man coverage skills, like that ability, it flashed few and far in between. Primarily what Washington has done, and not just this year, they've done it in the past with, you know, even guys like Keith Taylor that was drafted last year. They play a whole lot of off. They keep things in front of them. They play cover three. You know, you see them kind of squeeze routes, but even then he's not really squeezing two to one right now. And what two to one means, um, if you're playing cover three, you know, the receivers as a cornerback, you're looking at the receivers from outside in. So the furthest guy outside is one. The next guy over is two. If there's another receiver that's three, or a running back can be three, or a tight end can be three. And then it depends on if it's trips or trade, depending on if it's a tight end. Is he attached? Is he detached? Those type of things. But anyways, if I'm reading two to one, I'm looking to see if two goes vertical right now while one sits. If I'm in the zone, one sits, two goes vertical. I squeeze that two route um, and 
squeeze on that vertical. All right. I thought he was a little slow to squeeze the recognize. yeah, to recognize the the vertical by two right now, or didn't really squeeze it with any sense of urgency. I would have liked to see more man skills so I could just see, you know, I want to see his feet, I want to see his hips, I want to see his change of di direction. Those things were really kind of harder to identify right away. So just watching him, I, I didn't have a whole lot that I could take away from. This might be a guy that you have to either wait to the senior bowl. If it's not the senior bowl, maybe you have to wait until, uh, you know, the pro days and see how he moves in space and whatnot. But definitely it was a little tougher to get a read on exactly who he is and what he excels at. But he's a guy that a lot of people are bringing up, so I have to continue to dig into his film. Yeah, now I've seen him play a couple times live, and, and I thought the same thing. Only like a grand total of 60 snaps in man this season. That's not a ton, and I thought the same thing. is comfortable in zone. He actually grades out a little bit better there, but less than 18% uh, was he targeted out of those 60 in-man reps. Didn't give up a whole lot. Uh, both uh, sub-45% completion rating. So he's got a feel. It's I don't know if he's just not quite blessed athletically enough to mirror all the way down the field, and that's a comfort thing, or if it's just Jimmy Lake's system, we'll see what happens there at Washington as things go forward with the new coaching staff. But this is a guy that I think maybe benefits from the the legacy that he has at playing at Washington. You've seen a lot of zone, quote-unquote, base corners come out of there and actually do well playing in place, playing in man, and being a, a hybrid player in a lot of defensive backfields, particularly down in Arizona. So does that hybrid part of it, allow you to give a little bit more leeway and we just watch the one-on-ones at the senior bowl see what we can take away from there yeah i mean you're gonna have you're gonna have to right because this is what they're giving them and that's what the scheme calls for and sometimes that's the thing right there right like if this is what he's asked to do who's to say he can't do those other things that i'm looking for he's just not asked to put on full display so what's gonna have to happen is i'm gonna have to continue to dive into his film continue to look into it and start to piece things together and piece reps together to see areas of when he is challenged when he's challenged vertically and that was the thing with like even byron murphy when he was there right byron murphy mm -hmm. there weren't a whole lot of vertical shots from him or seeing him pressed at the line of scrimmage and then running vertically with guys same thing with trent mcduffie we'll see if he is if he does start to kind of possess those traits and, and, and show those things on film but so far it's something that i have to see a little bit more of yeah you and me both the, the guy that's got a, plenty of tape that we're going to get to next josh of alabama where is he at this point, and what is this draft going to look like for him? We'll hit that next. All right. First, we want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered for all season and more props, odds, and lines than better before. All right. And as the football season continues to march on throughout the playoffs, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over right now to the new updated and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer that's available throughout the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. All right, that's bet online where the games begin. And we also want to talk to you a little bit about Bill Bar. This holiday season, Grab you a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than the candy bar, because it's definitely better for you. Bit Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with very good flavor, covered in chocolate. All right. Most amazingly low in car uh, calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. And it's high in the right parts. Protein. 
All right. Now you get the best of both worlds with this deliciousness, but also a healthy snack. There's so many flavors to choose from, whether, you know, and I have a hard time choosing sometimes too, but you know, it depends on what you like. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and peanut butter brownie. Our built bar gives you extra fuel you'll need to really bust down those mall's doors and battle the holiday shoppers. Again, if you're out shopping, don't stop at the corn dog stand or the pizza spot. All right. Just grab your built bar out of your pocket or your purse and keep that handy so you have a much healthier snack and you don't get all hangry while you're shopping. All right. Now, you want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your built bar into a really hot cup of cocoa and let that thing melt and give you the beverage of a bit of a built bar flavor as well. All right. Plus, you have a nice melty built bar to go with it. But be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. All right. Now, like some of the, the new flavors they have, the marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you will get your hands on this Built Bar Puffs. They are light, they are fluffy, they have marshmallowy, through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. And it tastes so good, you won't believe that it's filled with protein. All right, so the offer is you go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Speaking of built, man, Alabama has been a factory for building secondaries. And Josh Job, he's another one of those guys. He actually looks bigger. And I was surprised. Again, when I watch film, first thing I want to do is I want to I want to look at the, the player and mm-hmm. let his film tell me what he is, what does he play like. I don't want to say, whoa, he's 6'3, 220 pounds. And, oh, and then just in my head, is like he's supposed to be physical. So then I jot down a notes. Oh, he's aggressive. He's physical because he has that type of size, all right? But when I was watching him from a movement skill standpoint, I was like, oh, okay, bigger. Reminds me of Patrick Sertan. Patrick Sertan is 6'2", almost 210 pounds. From a movement skill standpoint, they were very similar. I was really kind of shocked right before we started recording to write down he was six feet tall, 189 pounds. He doesn't move like one of those guys, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say what I mean by that is, I'm if you're six foot, 189 pounds, like a Trent McDuffie, who's not a bigger guy, like a Roger McCrary, who's not a bigger guy. I like the quick feet, the change of direction, the hips, you know, the quickness, the ability to really click and close out of your breaks. Didn't really see that from Josh Job. He moved more like Sertan, but Sertan is 20 pounds heavier. So I expected from Sertan to be that kind of, you know, mover. Not so much from Joe. So that was the first thing that was a little interesting to see. Another thing that jumped out right away was I thought he, from press, he was good, but could have used a little bit more feet instead of sometimes stopping his feet to get hands on. That could potentially get him in trouble. Now, I did see opportunities for him to make plays on the ball down the field. I thought he ran with guys well. All right, but I think for him, the one thing that I'm going to continue to look for as I dive into his film is what kind of mover is he? Because he didn't play with the same anticipation as a Patrick Sertan. All right, now I talked about Sertan and some of his movement skills or lack thereof. When you are 6'2, 210 pounds, I don't expect you to really be able to mirror guys that are, you know, smaller than you. But one thing that Sertan really helped him with, and this is why he was a top 10 pick, he helped himself by having great anticipation. His technique never slipped, never slipped with his technique. And his anticipation was awesome. With Job, I didn't quite see that. I didn't quite see that high-end anticipation 
or reading receivers down. So he's not somebody that's bad, but I've seen some things where they have him ranked as high as the third cornerback in this class. I don't know if I can put him there just yet. Have to deep dive into a little bit more 2020 film, and maybe I'll get there. But right now, I still have a few too many questions than I would like at this point with the games that I have watched. Well, you have the same questions I do because unlike Sertan, who I felt when he did have to open his hips, was able to snap him pretty well and use that length that he had to take that uh, first step or two out of that turn. He was able to make sure that he anticipated where he needed to be, not just to stay in phase. I don't see that with Job either. The question for me becomes, is it just a hip issue? Is it understanding where you're going to have to open up? Or is it not giving yourself that, that kind of physical cushion that you understand where the, the contact is? Because I agree, in contact, I, I feel like he's much better at understanding what the wide receiver's trying to do to him. That, I think, the recognition portion is something that I want to see more of as well. Plenty of film still to go through. But the big thing for me is it's a results-based business, and when you're giving up 70% completion percentages, especially in zone, 80 in man, that's not enough of you bringing your game to that contest, that one-on-one with that whiteout. I want to see more from that. Right, and I do too. And we'll continue to dive into him as well as – more prospects as well. We're going to start bringing you guys more and more prospects each week. You know, senior bowls coming up in a little bit. You got some bowl games coming up soon. So as those things happen, we'll continue to dive in and talk more about the prospects, what we're seeing plenty. I mean, we talked about three cornerbacks today. We've talked about other guys, you know, LSU corners and, you know, with Derek Stingley, there are so many guys to dive into at so many different positions and we want to get to them all right here on the locked on NFL draft. So, so, Make sure you guys keep it locked. Keep in touch with myself at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Ryan Tracy at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter as well. Keep the DMs coming. I received some of those. And um, yeah, man, I appreciate all that. But until next time, we will see y'all.